Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are Three Book Girls. Anything exciting happened this week? Wait, it rained. There were some bombings. Oh, shoot, yeah, the mother of all bombs. I forgot about yes. that. Yeah. How could I forget about that? The mother that. of all bombs. The largest non-nuclear device used in combat up to this point. And you know what's really sad? I was on the, I was on the air when it happened. And somebody came in and they're like, hey, do you want to announce it? And I'm like, nah, I'll pass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the reason why is that, I mean, it's not like we're really at war. I think it was done to send a message. Um, It's never been used before. and So it was, in your opinion, a dick-swinging maneuver? Mm -hmm. I think it was atten- intended to Dick's get swinging. to make an impression on, for example, the North Koreans. Agreed. Agreed. Um, it's the timing of it is just a little bit too strange. They yes. said it was it was needed for the military mission, but they've never had to use it before. Exactly. You so, know, I really should introduce you. I should really introduce both of you guys. Oh. <laughs> See, because it, the podcast is called three book girls however nicole is off tonight yes and because nicole is off we uh needed to have another guest but my friend jim jim whiteman is visiting from denver hello denver and of course since he and i have been friends since practically the beginning of time um and he was visiting on a friday night i said you must come to the podcast (laughs) it is a prerequisite Yes. You must. So Jim has come with me uh, as his reintroduction to the passion of reading because he is now retired. So we're going to go with that angle with Jim. And you'll recognize Mike on the mic. Hello. Host of the Wild Wake Up yeah. on Wild 104.9 HD. Oh, yes. Exciting. And In Oklahoma City. Hello. And the lovely <laughs> Vonnie. Oh. Yes. The voluptuous yeah, Vonnie. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not new. No, you're not, but... I'm an old regular. <laughs> not yo, old. Yo so. bag. You're an, you're an established regular. There you go. Much established. Much yeah. better. That's, that's better than that's old. That's really nice that you would say that. <laughs> so now we can go back you. to talking about dick swinging. Trump. So, but first, I would oh, have to sorry. say me and my friend at work who talks books with me came up with a new name for this week's podcast, and it's Four Bodacious Bookworms. Four, Four bodacious, bodacious bookworms. There you go. I like that. It took two guys to make up for one. You can move your microphone now. All right, cool. Because I was moving it backwards so they could talk too. You know, <laughs> try to get out of the way. Now, just I've, don't I've, move it anymore. I've never really thought of myself as, as bodacious. bodacious. Well, because you word. are here. Uh, well, that's you true. are now bodacious. bodacious. So is it two book girls and two bodacious dudes? Well, see, we we, we kind of went with that to begin with, but it just got to be too wordy. Maybe two right. bodes and two bows. Bodie mm. bow. <laughs> Something. <Come on. laughs> hey, we could market this for reals. Yes, we could. <laughs> oh, so yes, we 
we always, before we start talking about books, we always do the, gee, take the temperature of the world and our mood at that particular moment, which is why we started out talking about that. But we do occasionally get into the politics of things. See, and I got told the other day with the whole bombing thing, um, somebody had tweeted to the radio station uh, over there and they were saying, you need to stay away from politics. You're not a political analyst. You're a DJ. Play the music. Don't ruin the station. And I'm like, well, all I could do is retweet him and say, thank you for reminding me how to do my job. Very you know sarcastic. What? It, I had to. Well, here's the thing. And we get that all the time. Mm-hmm. Because we're not a talk station. Yeah. So therefore, people feel like we're not human and that we can't give an opinion because that's inappropriate. And then on the other hand, you have the other people saying, oh, everybody has an opinion. Uh, like, you know, being or, sarcastic Or about you it. get the other people going, oh, I can't believe they didn't even talk about it. Yeah. Then there's the other half. Yeah. Maybe it's too gruesome and we don't want to bring we down We just mood. basically are going to get bitched at no matter what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the life. Yes, it is. It's upsetting. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you just can't please everyone. No. Well, I think the thing is that you've got a forum, um, you're on air, and you talk about things just like everyone else is talking about things. Yep. But for some reason, because you're on air, you're not supposed to talk about things. It doesn't make a lot of sense, no. does it? No. no yeah. They ex- and and they get angry if if you have an opinion. Yeah. It's like. You have no business using that platform to your advantage. It's like, hello? But don't you use Talk your radio? Platform, you know? Like, do other people use their platforms for whatever they. Right. So, can? why can't we use our platform? Why can't we use it, you know, say an opinion occasionally? Because, mm-hmm. heaven forbid, you hurt somebody's feelings. I'll hurt their feelings, all right. Come over here and let me hurt your freaking feelings! Because, Martha, the, the whole word feeling, that's what it is. We're here to sell things and to play music. And to music play music, and that's and to, all. That's and we're all just we're a bunch for. of talking heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're just full of air, too, apparently. Well, that's why we do podcasts, because we have to let it all out. Seriously, I considered doing a podcast about like just kind of doing the side like things that are going through my mind while we read the regular things on the radio. And like referring to that as like the other outlet, you know. Well, so it as, is. As soon that, as we go off, just belt it all out what we wanted to say on air, but the FCC didn't let us do. You know. Well, yeah, that's why I said dick three times in the last. Uh, I was wondering. Ten about minutes. That. Yeah, I can I, say it. Can I she throw likes in? To throw, she for likes the to first throw time in my dick. entire life, I could if I wanted to. If I can throw in a dick. I just wanted to do it. Okay. I, you you know. could even say the F word if you wanted. Well, yeah, I'm going to reserve that for those those good moments. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have to have when a good really moment. There has to be passion behind yeah, it. Yeah, I can't yeah. just be talking about yeah. Trump and dropping an F-bomb. You know, that's no. too easy. I've got to well, do it It would something. fit, though. Oh, no, it would be the perfect fit. In fact, I would probably replace the word Trump with that word. So, you know, it just... God, I wish we had Eggman in here. That guy does the best Trump impression he I does. have ever heard. Eggman Even better than Saturday Night Live. Yes. He is... I can't... I could not be. I look. I turned around looking for Trump yesterday afternoon. Yeah. So he, he, was, he does him bigly, 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 hugely, yeah, vastly, yeah. Mm. So now that we have all that uh, fire and passion, all the dicks out of the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I reserve the right to dick later. Oh, you can dick later, but I meant the unnecessary dicks. <laughs> The gratuitous? The gratuitous. Gratuitous, I love that word. I was looking for that in the back of my head. And all that Scrabble I've been playing lately, excuse me, words with friends, has addled my brain. Random thought about that. You know me. I have a whole lot of useless information. Um, We do a trivia game, and one of the questions that came up was the highest scoring Scrabble word. 
and it's in Russian. Apparently, like the single word. Oh, that's word. helpful. Yeah, I know. Do you know how to say it? No, but I know how to spell it now. It's M U Z I J K. M U Z I J K. I don't know what that is. I don't. I don't. It music. sounds like music. I know. It sounds like an angry music with a J thrown in there for good measure. <gasps> it, it, does it end with a J? No, it's oh. JK. I don't have a Z. It ends Sorry. with just kidding. It's it's great. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> with yeah. just kidding. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we do. We get the random out of the way. Jim's looking at me like this is a book podcast. <laughs> yeah. Can we, we talk about books already? We Hello? go off topic a lot. Well, good because I've heard other podcasts. They go off on tangents. They random the most random things. Sure. Even like grocery lists. Like the, I've heard a podcast where it, it was a gamer podcast and then. Just kind of branched off into like a grocery list that somebody had to go. Hey, fill. we did eyebrows and plucking last week. We did. We are Good mother thing we pluckers. Because I had to just been sitting here looking at him like I don't. No, no, never. That was a never very girly. It was very girly. It was a very podcast. girly thing, and and we have decided no. not to burden you with such things this evening. Well, I definitely appreciate that. Now back on to the the necessary dicks. Yeah. Uh, you, you mother plucker. I am. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a mother and a plucker. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the mother of all pluckers. If you will. Uh, oh yeah. It's right in with our theme, our beginning theme. See it all. It the all mother of all pluckers. <laughs> what? Did you invent the tweezers? Maybe. <sighs> all right. So I suppose we could transition now into something more meaningful. Such as? Such as books. 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 Mm. Vani, I know you hate going first. Yes, but, you know, we were talking about political climates, and mine is a political book. So, therefore, I can go first. You're required to go first. Because it does kind of go with what I was talking about. This was a book, um, Are You One of Them, by Elliot Holt. Um, I think this was one of his very first books, and it is about um, a little girl... And two little girls who are friends, and they write a letter to the leader of the Soviet Union. And this is during the 1980s, right during the Cold War. So they basically, you know, write trying to make peace. And one of the little girls who is more popular and more extroverted, they actually send her to Russia, and she becomes like this figure of peace. Sort During of like the, the who was the little girl who got shot? Oh, Ma- Malala. Ma- Malala. So the Malala of the eighties, except for she didn't get shot. Mm. Right, and her friend, who also wrote a letter the same time, is more um, introverted. She's more of a serious little girl. She's a lot of people call her sad, but she's just she's just serious. She doesn't joke around. She's introverted. Um, her mom is agoraphobic, so her mom is afraid to like go over a bridge in a car. Oh, and well, like agoraphobic people don't even leave their houses. Well, I guess she's not completely. Maybe it's like a mild case. She of just it? okay could be because yeah. I think she'll leave her house, but like she won't cross Travel a bridge or she bridges. won't mm. like I, I don't know. Like there's the different things. things that she won't do. Yeah, like that have potential to be extremely dangerous or something. Hmm. Right. Something could go wrong. Like she wouldn't go bungee jumping or something, you know? Right. But, Most you know, sane people wouldn't. More but. simple things, I guess, <laughs> would be like she wouldn't walk Just underneath saying. like a, an old like freeway Rickety pass ladder. Or Even a, if you walk under a ladder, I mean, at that point, you're Maybe unlucky. Maybe she won't. Yeah. Right. 
walk too close to a bookshelf because she's afraid he's going to tip over. You know, mm-hmm. just different stuff like that. Drive through the Wind River Canyon in fear of uh, uh, an earthquake striking and getting crushed by giant rocks. On an icy road. Yeah. Well, now you guys got me freaked out. Mm-hmm. That must be a Wyoming thing. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. I figured as much. Jim and I met. When they looked at each other, it was Jim like, and I are long time oh, I'm out of this one. Jim and I are longtime friends from Casper, so we, we know the area well. Nice. And I would drive through there as fast as possible, just in case there was an earthquake. Mm-hmm. And that was the, the I was going to use that excuse if the highway patrol got me. But you know, what yeah. a great place to be buried, though. Oh, you know, yeah, if, you, if you got to go, you're going to be crushed by go. a giant rock. That yeah. would be the place yeah, to do it. That's you it. know, right. a great Easy. I don't know if they're interchangeable in this sense. Yeah, well, I mean, probably. if you're going to go, be. it might as well be an epic ending. Yeah. yeah I guess like I never thought of it that way. <clears throat> Thank right, you. Exactly. Yeah. If you're going to die, get hit on the on the head by a giant block of blue ice from an airplane. Yeah. And that way you'll be... At least it'll make the news. Exactly. You'll be popular. You'll be popular in your death. Yeah. Hit by shit. Getting yeah. back yes. to the beginning, maybe you get hit with a gigantic chunk of blue ice from Air Force One as it's <gasps> flying over. Um, that presidential would shit. Be so epic. <laughs> <laughs> of course, right now it would be Trump shit. Would you really want to die and no. being well, hit with Trump's? Work. Because then, <laughs> at the risk of sounding like a terrible person, the piece of shit's piece of shit could put you in a world of shit. And that would be the talk of the town for years yeah, to come. It would that be. Would be oh that would God, be. That is would just be. the best. Okay, sorry, Bonnie. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Okay, back to the book. So, <laughs> At this point. <laughs> right? Continue, continue. <clears throat> so um, this, um, these two friends write the letter, the more popular extroverted one. They like make her like a, almost like a spokesmodel for peace during the Cold War. And they send her to the Soviet Union and she spends like a couple of weeks over there and she does all these other appearances and they send her to the Soviet Union again a second time but when she's coming back the plane crashes and everyone dies Ooh. so so there is a plane involved so see I, I was yeah, on the see? right track it was topic it was on yeah. topic kind of even though I didn't really know that but uh, it's okay, a stretch <laughs> but you know <laughs> So There's blue ice in there somewhere. I just know it. Just got it. And this is when they're like preteens. I mean, they're young. They're middle school age when all of this happens. Oh, wow. Like 13, you know, really young. And um, later, after she graduates from college, so she's wait, like... Wait, 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 wait. Didn't you just say she died? One of the friends did. Oh. I'm talking the second friend. The second, the, the homely friend that didn't get to go. The introverted friend. Okay. Right. And she, um, after she graduates college so she's about 22 23 she talks to somebody from the soviet union who knew her friend that had been over there and supposedly died in this this plane crash and she says something to her to the effect that she's not really dead so then it gets her interested in well is she really dead or isn't she dead so she goes to the soviet union and it's only supposed to be for 30 days. And she ends up getting a job over there and staying longer. Ooh, breaking visa. And, um, well, no, they <laughs> they sponsor her. So she, oh, okay. she's not, not breaking visa. So to try to find this friend. And then you find out all of this other information that she didn't know before. You're like, not spoiling this for everyone, are I'm you? I'm not going to say everything. Okay. Listen, the not visa thing say was probably a spoiler. Well, she's, she's <laughs> very straightforward. She, she, I mean, she, 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 she's she, not she, a... 
Yeah. She's not a bad girl. Uh, she's very... Very clean cut. Very straight very clean she's, cut. she's not necessarily homely, by the way. I was just being obnoxious. Well, she might be she beautiful, was, but when introverted. She was younger, but introverted, yes. yes. When she was younger, her friend, who's the other name one is was Jenny, blonde and pretty, is the and way you describe it. Outgoing, and everyone what. loved her. She was very likable. And her the other one, the, Samantha was this other friend's name. She's very introverted and very serious and very plain. Mm. See, so, so people thought that she was... Not very, you know, she just wasn't cute when she, she was little. She wasn't one of the with it girls in school. That would be right, exactly. what they would have described me as. So the it's unfortunate looking one. <laughs> so it's but, essentially like the breakfast club with the, uh, the was she the cheerleader or the mm-hmm. whatever she was? What, what, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on her name right now? You Molly, know what I'm talking Molly about. Molly Ringwald? Though. Yeah, no, not Molly Ringwald. You're talking about the other one. Oh, um, The yeah. other girl, the... The one who uh, I'm blocking her out. Too. The one who was like she stole like everybody's yeah, IDs yeah, and looked I can't at them. See, I liked her yeah. better than Molly Ringwall. Yeah. in the Breakfast Club, she like dumped her purse out and like she had mm-hmm. like all of this. I, her purse was like as big as mine, and yeah. she dumps it out and like all of this crap just comes if out. If you could see the size of Vonnie's purse, your eyes would pop out <laughs> of your head. <laughs> I imagine it's like she that has bag. to have extra muscles in her back just to carry it. Oh, oh, so it's a big one. Never mind. Ugh. What big purse? A big purse. Yeah, you could probably hit somebody with that. Yeah. I could probably hit someone. No, with she that. couldn't lift it that far. Oh, <laughs> oh, I bet you I could if I wanted to. But anyway, you provoke okay. me enough. Yeah, I do. Sorry. Again, off topic. Oh, it's okay. You can go back to your book now. Yeah, go back. We can go back to the book now. By the way, just so you know, we had this discussion between us last week because I keep cutting her off because that's me. I'm a cutter offer. And I don't do it on purpose. I'm just obnoxiously loud and and I told her one her. time she treats me like I'm a, her little sister. Aww. Because there's sometimes that I'm Aww. talking about a book and she'll take over and she'll start talking about it. But it's it's almost like like a big sister little sister thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I, don't I know. told That's her what, what I, I told her what we should do is she should have a Nerf gun so that every time I get to the point where I'm you know, starting to do that, she could just raise the gun. You know what I should get is one of those little rubber band guns. So Have I you would seen those stop rubber talking band guns? immediately. And or go. you could up the ante and get an air horn and hold up the air horn. Yeah, but that oh, would no, hurt our that would that would hurt everyone ears. else's ears. Nerf gun would be great, which means that you would probably stop talking as soon as you saw it. And the Nerf gun would also be funny because you could hear the the trigger pulling. Yeah, you could hear the pop pop. The little. So it's like theater of the mind. You'd probably be hospitalized with nerf bruises. (laughs) Yeah, nerf bruises. Probably get one to the eye without realizing it. What happened to you? Oh, nerf gun to the eye. (laughs) You have a little red mark right here. That's where the sucker of the nerf gun was. Yeah, especially, you know, if you're in the middle of taking over for a book and you're like, yeah, and then the plot was this way and this way and that way, aren't you? And then you get hit as soon as you look back over for some confirmation. See? Dangerous. Dangerous. So now that I have completely hijacked <laughs> again Bonnie's book, Bonnie, please continue. <clears throat> I mean, that's really what the book is about. It's about her discovering what happens to her friend. And she spends probably about a year in Russia. And you said she was in her 20s when she goes back over there? Right. Or when she goes there for the first time, because she didn't go the first time. Right. So her friend... Jenny dies when they're about when she's about thirteen, or supposedly, or yeah, oh, yeah, quote unquote, dies, and it turns into this. In Russia, it's more of a conspiracy theory than, than like the United States. The United States, she has never heard anything like that. She goes to Russia, and 
you know, it's mm-hmm. this huge conspiracy theory that this little girl dies in this airplane. And we looked it up. Yeah, this is based on a true story. Oh, really? This actually did happen. It's based on oh, yeah, we looked actual events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang. And because we were curious, she was curious. Gee, right. I wonder if the, I never, but I kind of in the back of my mind remember that kind of stuff happens from time to time, where a child ambassador will say the truth, speak the truth yes. to a world leader, and people stop and listen because. They're brave enough to say that the emperor has no clothes. Where is that little girl right now, I'm asking, mm-hmm. to write that letter to the president of the United States? <laughs> Sorry, I'm hijacking again. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's okay. The Nerf gun's up. <laughs> In fact, I think there's three Nerf guns. <laughs> Mike's and, like, what? Shooting? We're going to shoot someone? I'm in. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We were talking about turning your phone on silent beforehand. I was like, I don't always turn mine on silent. And then here we <laughs> and are. You didn't. Did I? Here we are. See, you now silent your phones, people. <laughs> I did. Uh-oh. But I, I really did, even though the ending was a little anticlimactic, I really liked this book. It had a lot between the friendship between um, Jenny and Samantha, which are the two characters. And um, a lot, there was, you had a conspiracy theory thrown in there, and you had, you know, some talk of spies and the KGB Mm. and the CIA, and it was, it turned out to be pretty interesting. It's not extremely suspenseful. It's more Mm. of a story. So, okay, so it's more like a recount, like, an account, like maybe a first-hand account or right. whatever. But it is interesting when she, the way that she finds out what she finds out. Huh. So I still did, I still give it a 4.5, I would say. It would be a 5 if the ending had been a little bit better. Could it have a movie after it? Um, They would have to spice up the movie a little bit or else it would mm. be too late. They'd have back. to put some blue ice in there. Yeah. <laughs> They'd have to. I mean, well, a plane. They would a have plane to ex- crash yeah. spices yeah, up any Yeah, that movie. is pretty impressive, especially if there is a conspiracy theory with, with mm-hmm. Russians right. involved. But there's no action sequences in the book. Oh, they'd oh, come so up with they action to, sequences. Have to, have to do that's that. not yeah. a problem. Listen, they'd have just, to throw some 007 stuff in there, no, too. No, just put Michael Bay on it, and boom, you've got, a, you've got yourself an exciting movie. <laughs> and, you know, just a whole bunch of action. <laughs> Useless action, in fact. <laughs> Gratuitous yeah. explosion. Gratuitous. Yes. I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. All right. Shall, shall we transition? Yes, shall. we need to transition. Okay. Uh, who wants to go next? Jim? Mike? <laughs> I mean, I will. Yeah, Mikey, Mike? Okay, last time you were on the program. It was a while ago. <laughs> yes, it was actually a while ago. And you, you have requested several times to be on the program. Yeah. And our schedules just have not matched up until this point. You know, you know mm-hmm. what it really was is she kept booking other people. She's like, that Mike guy. We need to hold off for Mike. We need to make She's sure like, that. I just, I have yeah, Truthfully, I kept waiting for Nicole. Oh, is that what it was? Yes. Oh. Yeah, oh. but she was yes. on the first one, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she was. Yes. But then every time we try to get you two in the same place at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. she's got school and all this other stuff going on. So finally, I was just like, he's got to come on the show. Man. So. <laughs> well, I'm glad I was here when he's here. Now I'm not the only guy. It works yeah. out. Yeah. So now yeah. you guys have Perfect. each other. See? See, we've evened things out. Exactly. Now. It's I an know. actual even, even yeah. playing field. It right isn't now. even. Yeah. Totally field. even. We've got just as many dicks as we do vaginas right now. Woo-hoo! See, that, that was one of the dicks I was talking about. That's a necessary dick. Now she's got dick. her dick in. Perfect. Well, I, I have to stick it. my dick into the running. Oh, dear. 
<laughs> I'm glad I'm sitting down with all this all this TikTok. <laughs> I love this podcast. <laughs> okay, so, so anyways, the last, last time, time Mike here. was here, he uh, he wanted us to convince him to become a reader because I'm not a reader. I don't, I'm not a big reader. I don't go out of my way to read books. I try to, and then I just kind of. He starts one book, and two years later, you ask him how you know he liked the book. He'll say, "Oh, I'm still in pretty much the same place I was." I'm no, only I'm in chapter four. No, Get with me in another. He, two I just years. have the one book, and I'm about halfway through <laughs> yeah. it. You know, I'm just a busy person. You know, doing other things like like, like binging Netflix, binging and, Netflix, and not reading and, and partying. Partying. Listen, partying is the bulk. Okay, it's not the Netflix. <laughs> when you you're a young so. man like Mike, that's a necessary evil. <laughs> See, and I realized today, and sorry to go off on a tangent real quick. On the way here, I was figuring out what everybody was doing, all my friends were doing, and um, I'm 26, and a lot of my friends are like 20. It, it ranges from 21 to 28, mm-hmm. and then even a few 30 year olds in there. I text all of them, and I can tell who hasn't done their partying or who's older because they are the ones that I go to first. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the older ones, anyways. They're the mm-hmm. ones that I go to first because they, they're they the ones I see the most, you know, as being right. older. Right. They don't want to go out anymore. And so I'm like, oh, I'm calling all these young kids. And I'm like, do I really uh, want to go deal with all that? And So all did you slang? think maybe it might be time to not? Here's the thing, Just though. wondering. You, of all people, know better than anybody... I have too much energy to not go out. At You're the end of the absolutely day. right, Mike. I've got to go drain it. He's the energizer bunny. He's yeah. got to let it out. He's mm-hmm. got to just go with <laughs> and it. And I'm not even a caffeine person. I don't like caffeine because it gives me the jitters, and I don't. I don't. And we bought him Starbucks it. tonight, so now he's yeah. really going to be now, jittery. Oh, now he has to go party. Week. I'm loving the Starbucks too, by the way. Thank you. It's just been sitting there because I don't want to get the jitters yet. <laughs> It'll happen. <laughs> just give it a moment. Too bad we didn't have any Kahlua. We can put it in there for you. Keep oh, that's it, okay. Keep I it got even it out for you. Little even Steven for you. Yeah, so the other share? thing that will, the next thing that will happen is you'll start slowing down like your 30 something friends. Mm-hmm. And then it will be nights at home with the warm milk and the, and the slippers. <laughs> and Jim can speak to this from experience. <laughs> so with true. A good book. And at that point, I'll be on the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> That's where I was going with this. See? Okay. I like it. He's already setting me up for yeah. success yes. here. So we yeah. did find a book for him. We had a long discussion and sort of felt him out. And I was skeptical with the book I, title I know you and were. all of that. But there's a lot of things, there are a lot of things that really came together with the book. First off, uh, it was The Stupidest Angel, was what it was called. By Christopher, Christopher Moore. Moore. And, um... What was the full title? It was, I have it pulled up. I got to No, that's open up it, my The phone. Stupidest Angel, isn't it? It's The Stupidest Angel, and then it has like a little tagline with it. Some the little tagline. It's a heartwarming tale of Christmas terror. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was a heartwarming tale, and it was some Christmas terror. I did not expect <laughs> the things that happened in this book to happen. I did not expect some of the dialogue either. But um, one thing that I didn't see coming, it came out of left field. I don't know if you did this intentionally or not. Yes. It takes place just south of where all of my family in California lives, so I know the exact area it's talking no, about. Actually, no, we did I not did do know that, that part No, yeah, purpose. the entire area that it was talking about, I know that area. Oh, really well. That's hilarious. And so it it helped me sink into it because it would always mention Big Sur, California, which is where we would go camping all the time. And so it was the area that I hold dearest to my heart in California. And so Man, we're out. good pickers. That's what I'm we? saying. Yeah, we are. I didn't re- you guys are good pluckers, good pickers. Everything Woo-hoo! about you guys is just wonderful right now. But um, I loved this book a lot more than I thought I would. And I did. I resorted to the audio book because I got so busy and stopped physically reading it. So I would just listen to it. Right. And 
Um, it took a while because driving and listening to the audiobook, you run into distractions and like people call you and then your uh-huh. audiobook stops. But yeah. uh, finally got it done. And overall, they even used references. And I told you this mm-hmm. a little bit as I was reading it. They use references in there that are younger references, like for Xbox, like um, gamers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I did not think, I was like, oh, they mentioned Xbox, whatever. But it was an obs- obscure reference. And I cannot remember off the top of my head the exact reference. It was a video game. Mm-hmm. It was a video game that comes with the Xbox. And I only know that because I have an Xbox. Uh-huh. And I remember playing that game. And I never in a million years would have thought that a book like this would have referenced that. I'm telling you, there are a lot of bizarre, funny, hilarious freaking books out there. You yes. just got to know where to find them. And Christopher them. Moore is a good author for that. Just yeah. that very dry oh, humor. Yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. My it's goodness. great. If Super you like, igno- if you like his writing, you really should read um, Dirty Jobs. Oh, Dirty Jobs. Okay. And it's, oh, my God. I loved the writing. It was it was very sarcastic in every, oh, yes. every sense of the word. And it was at every angle, every way that you could look at a sentence that was written in the book. It, it had some sort of sarcasm to it. And um, every situation that was, like, hectic and normally normal people would have been like, oh, what? Uh, what? Like, freaking out about it the narration in it, it just downplays it. It just makes fun of it really quickly and then moves on. It's, it yep. does. And I love yep. that. And <laughs> Very, um, very dry, very dark, oh, dark humor. Yes. <laughs> at, at one point, Santa gets killed. And <laughs> I was like, uh, what? What? Are you serious? But no, it's uh, basically a story about, it's Pine Cove is the name of this town. And in Pine Cove, there's a constable. There's not even a police officer in this town, but the constable... It's a pothead. <laughs> well, it was a pothead for the longest time. And he's dating this lady known as, what is it, Xena? She had a, she was a, uh, she was an actress. A warrior princess the, Yeah, or Xena like that, the warrior right? princess or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. You know, it was, it was hilarious to, and that dynamic between the two of them, it's just this older, taller, lanky, you know, constable who doesn't smoke marijuana anymore. And the lady he's with is off of her medication that like keeps her sane. Yeah. And, so, and she's a little on the, uh, <clears throat> Dark and twisty side herself. Oh, yeah. The whole dark and twisty side. And then, then I don't know if I want to spoil this. No, the, don't the whole, tell the ending. You no, just not wanna... the ending. The, the the main part of the book where like things start to... like Basically, this angel comes down to Earth and nobody realizes it's an angel. And uh, there's all kinds of investigations going on about this dead Santa. And um, because they don't know that Santa's dead, Santa goes missing. The guy who's playing Santa just goes missing. And it's and you you watch and you follow along the whole time all of this is happening. Like, what all happens to him, you see it firsthand. But the rest of the town has no idea where this guy has gone. Mm-hmm. And so after his death, um, this angel shows up to town and he's got to grant a Christmas miracle. And trying to get that Christmas miracle done is apparently a really difficult thing because in the past he's screwed up Christmas miracles before. Mm-hmm. But this time he decides he's going to really give it a, his all. Yeah, he's going to give it his all and he's going to Gosh, I don't even He's going to bring he 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 ends up bringing a lot he, he, uh, he we have he, to reveal that part of the story. He wants to bring Santa back. Yeah, he wants to bring Santa back from so the So this dead. little boy won't be disappointed. Yeah, cuz this little boy is the one who saw Santa die. <laughs> he like watched him from across the street like get killed and didn't realize that it wasn't like it was an actual person. It wasn't Santa. And so um, he basically meets this angel, and this angel, he tells him that Santa died. He's like, I'm going to grant that Christmas miracle. I'm going to bring Santa back and bring Christmas back to him. And even while he's talking to the kid, he mentions that Santa 
isn't isn't real. Right. And he even like he says like there it was uh, the miracle of light that happened uh-huh. um, in the Christmas stories, and uh, this angel goes, "Oh no, 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 that wasn't a miracle." At all. Like, so he's downplaying this to this kid. It's this little kid. And that's the kind of writing that is throughout the entire thing. It's like, and here's the time. No fucks given. Yeah. None whatsoever by Christopher Moore. And the way he tells the story is so, it's so in depth. And all of the turns that are taken, like you see where they're going. And then the, the extent of every twist and turn in the plot, it just kind of catch. It still catches you off. Even though you see it coming, it's still... Kind of surprises you majorly, but uh, I would I would definitely recommend this to a lot of people. I actually let my friend use the book that Martha gave me, and uh, for some reason, I forgot that he had it. And I asked Martha, I was like, Martha, did did I give you the book back? I feel really bad because the physical <laughs> copy I don't I can't find. Oh, it's and fine. I thought about it. I was like, oh wait, I, I gave it to my friend so that he could read it. See, as well. this is this. Did is... your friend read it? He's in the process of reading it now. He's also reading two other books at the same time because he's weird. He's he's like me. He takes a little while. So that's okay. Uh, yeah. So totally off topic, but I got to ask you from from the Bay Area. Yeah, uh, from we're inland a little bit more, Merced and Atwater that okay. area. So about I'm from the East inland. Bay myself. Really? So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very good. So I'm from uh, Contra Costa County across the okay. across the hills. Yeah, my uncle actually uh, sent my cousin off to do an internship in it would have been Oakland somewhere in there, and uh, he was staying over there, mm-hmm. and uh, that he had to make that commute, which is fun, yeah. unless he hopped on the Bart. <laughs> yep, mm. long time ago for me. Yeah. In a, world far far away <laughs> a man who's a wyoming native yet grew up in california true very sounds like true. a good man well well-rounded I very like i guess that's a word for it <laughs> <laughs> you are looking a little more well-rounded than the last hey, wait a I minute hey, i've been I walking mean, five or six to say miles that about a me day too. you you as well thank you i only mean going from east bay to you know almost the middle of nowhere. i say almost the middle of nowhere but it, is it realistically the middle of nowhere it's pretty damn close i remember when i drove in I had forgotten just how small it was. And, you know, coming from the San Francisco area and pulling a trailer and arriving in Casper, Wyoming, Ooh. I had several of those, oh shit, what have I done moments. But, <laughs> but it turned out pretty good. If you've been to Casper, Wyoming, you would understand that yeah. very clearly. But I, I got to say, full disclosure, it was good for me. I met some amazing people there. And, and I actually, yeah, and Martha. <laughs> <laughs> and she raises her hands, me, me. I want this. No. <laughs> no, it was, it was good. It was good all over. Yeah, I, I thought I had it rough coming from Phoenix, Arizona, a big city, you know, all packed into one valley to here where it's all spread out and there's a lot of nature. And um, I'm going to be honest, I had no idea that there would be McDonald's, Walmart, cars, uh, <laughs> highway <laughs> system. I, I've never, I had never thought about Oklahoma and it was a thing coming from the West Coast. You never think about Oklahoma. Mm-mm. Yeah, I bet you really never think about Wyoming. I got here and I found out. Is that the, in the United States? See, in Wyoming. So. When you picture Wyoming, town you imagine in, in that, Illinois, you imagine that blank so. part of the map where somebody like can put their coffee because there's not a whole lot going on there. That like would while be they're us. looking at it, just put it right there on Wyoming. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you a true story, very short. But my mother was a Southern girl from Tennessee, and my dad was living in Wyoming, and he met her and went down and met her family, and they actually somebody actually asked him if you had to park your car at the border and ride a horse <laughs> to get to your house That's a you would be commute. surprised at how often yeah. people are disappointed about the lack of horses on the streets in Wyoming yeah 
I'm really? gonna be honest. The only time you really see uh, horses in the streets in Wyoming is during a parade. I was really offended by how little horses were used for transportation here when I moved here because I was expecting <laughs> and so I'm like man there's not even well, carriages come to Bricktown. they've got yeah. one down there yeah, yeah but I gotta pay carriages. money and I gotta look like I'm an enchanted princess and <laughs> you know Prince Charming or something yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I just want a horse with no saddle you know that's exactly what I imagined <laughs> yeah. no saddle on the horses I don't know why everybody goes bareback here <laughs> 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 oh, my God. There, oh my gosh, if there was a bareback, or if there was a bareback, if there was a mountain here, it'd be called Bareback Mountain. Brokeback, bareback? <laughs> bareback. <Boom>. Yikes. <laughs> Sorry. But, Sorry. Anyways, back to the book. <laughs> Once yeah. again, I don't know who hijacked that one. Uh, probably me again. I know, I'm really good at it. All of the Nerf guns are aimed different rate. No, okay. so uh, overall, Stupidest Angel, I loved the book. Um, like I said, it helped me connect a lot more that I knew the area that it was talking about. And uh, the random marijuana references cracked me up. The fact that the constable is the one that they're pertaining to. And there's a, the, by the way, this constable apparently has a vast field of weed that he's growing. Meanwhile, <laughs> the guy that helped in the killing of Santa that he's investigating happens to be a pilot for the DEA who flies over the coast of California just to find these marijuana crops that people are illegally growing and it just happens to be the constable of a town that has one. Yeah, and yet so another twist. And so these two are working, <laughs> like, talking closely together even though one of them is supposed to be finding the other. Meanwhile, the other one is supposed to be finding the other. It, it's it's a very, <laughs> like I said, there's a lot of complicated like scenarios yeah. and dynamics. It sounds like it. And everybody that interacts with each other in this book has that dynamic with each other. It's They're all trying to keep something from each other and they're all trying to tell each other all kinds of different it's it's hilarious you have to read so the book. what you're saying mike is that our choice for you uh out of 10 i would have to go 10.5 i honestly thoroughly enjoyed this book See? we really are brilliant funny we're awesome and i don't normally say that about books i even stopped reading harry potter at like four and i picked it back up obviously because the movies kept happening so right mm-hmm. um but i would love of all of the movie or the books that I would love to see become a movie, this would be hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh, could you imagine? This would be hilarious. <laughs> that nobody would ever make that movie. It is way too rude. And, and you way, never way know. too black. Have you seen Sausage Party? Oh god. It's an animated oh my gosh. movie. With now that just you as much it, you're vulgar, absolutely right. like, vulgarity and, and just everything. As blasphemous. It is it is so blasphemous. But that being said, Somebody needs to pitch this to get out there somebody. and be pitching this. Seriously. You'd be great for it. It's a great, it's a great book. I love this book, and I'll probably read it again. Honestly, like around Christmas time, I'll probably break it back out. Well, you know, we could always suggest another book. Yeah, we can, can't we? Yes, yes we can. We could. So we would have to think about that, though. Yeah, Give unless you do thought. another Christopher Moore. Christopher I mean, Moore definitely has that obnoxious bent to everything he's written. It's just yes. part of who well, he is. Well, I, I told him earlier, I don't know if you heard, uh, Dirty Jobs. Yeah, Dirty Jobs. If, you, if he likes, if you like but this Dirty writing. Jobs is very supernatural, though. So, I mean, so is this. That's One true. of the True. main key parts okay. of this story. I'm going to go out on a limb here and suggest that you read Dirty Jobs. Because it's very dry I, and it's know, very it, sarcastic. No, it's A Dirty Job. A Dirty Job. A Dirty Job by Christopher Moore. Okay. I, I'll read then. It's like I said, it, it was a great book, and he he's overall he takes place in San Francisco. Pfft, see, I'm already sold. Yeah, you should read the book too. Totally. And then second, <laughs> the what, darkest of dark humor, and the, the second one, one is secondhand called, souls. Yes, yeah, secondhand, secondhand souls. souls. Okay, mm. 
All right. And that one was good too. Yeah. Like so if you weren't offended by the stupidest angel, then go for the <laughs> next was I one. <laughs> oh, I was so offended. <laughs> so many different. So much. He gave it a complete. Now let's go completely in the opposite direction. Let's do completely it. in the opposite and, direction. And uh, go to Jim. Now, Jim is a recently retired. Yes. Recently retired as of January 31st. Congratulations. Yes. What did you do before? Sorry. Um, I worked, the, my last career was in city government for the city of Denver. Oh. Um, I was uh, the deputy director of purchasing. So I made sure that things got bought right, which, oh. yeah. And was... his side career is as an actor. Yes. An actor. An, an actor. actor. Wonderful. An actor. That's another way yes, that we know each we other. Yes, we both were in the community theater together in Many, Casper, many, yes. many years ago up there. And yes. I still do some work in Denver. So wherever they'll cast me. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But um, I was talking to Martha about this. And um, I told her that I am a recently returned to reading person. Um, I was a very avid reader when I was a kid, and then life got in the way, and I lost the habit. And um, a mutual friend of ours uh, who knows that I like to expand my mind a little, and I love fantasy, and I love other worlds, and I especially love really, really rich writing— suggested a series of 11 books 11 that I'm in the middle of right now I'm on I'm just about to finish book number five but uh, it's a series written by a gentleman named Steven Erickson uh, it is phenomenal the writing is just so amazingly descriptive it's beautiful it's um, he, it's hundreds and hundreds of characters, but what's really interesting is in each of the books, there's there are a series of main characters and then all of the attendant characters that go along with them. And many times in one book, you will meet someone that is a minor character who becomes a major character and the focal point of much of the story of the next book. So oh. it's just so cool because... Uh, the book that I'm reading right now, book number five, um, is all about a relatively minor character in book number four and his family and, um, and his race of people. Uh, this is Erickson creates this very complex world with many different continents and the history of these continents, including the people that were there hundreds of thousands of years before. Wow. And it's just... It's very hard to describe other than the fact that it's in, totally engrossing. So if you were to directly, and now I don't know if you've uh, read anything by George R.R. R. Martin. or I can't say I have. Okay. I haven't either, actually, but a lot of people are very into the Game of Thrones. Yes. And I was kind of, well, kind of fishing around that to see if maybe anybody has, in the group had This done. has elements... Um, have you watched the Game of Thrones? No, okay. I can't no. say I have. Okay. But, but yeah, me not, neither. Not big. On I Game couldn't of get into it, but Mm-mm. but so, I, I like fantasy as well. Yeah, but. this has um, super beings who turn into dragons. It has uh, it has powerful gods. 
It has competing civilizations with differing values that are warring with each other. So it's um, very much fantasy. It, it's oh, yes. very yeah, much yeah. fantasy. Yeah. See, I, it's very much Game fantasy. Game of Thrones didn't have enough of that in the beginning mm-hmm. for me. So yeah. I, this is more along my yeah. line. As far as the gods go, um, are they like Greek gods where like man can interact with them and even like, yes. defeat them? Well, yes. And where huh. they interact, they... Uh, one in particular is interacting with the world right now and manipulating various civilizations. Ooh, um, they're the gods. Gods. Yeah, so it's 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 pretty cool. Um, he's uh, he's basically a god of chaos. Oh, there it is. And uh, <laughs> so you have right now this particular book. Uh, there is a war between two competing civilizations. One of which is all about uh, greed and money, and the other one is more of a naturalistic type of society. And the greed and money people have conquered many different tribes by getting them in debt to them, mm. <laughs> and uh, then going to war with them and subjugating them. And um, sounds so, very yeah, it's capitalistic. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I, I'm hooked, and I started off uh, reading the book. I commuted on a bus about 30 to 40 minutes each way, and so I would read in the morning, and then I would read at night. Well, these books are about 900 to 1,000 pages apiece, so it takes a while to finish one when you're only <laughs> able to— If the only time you're reading it is to yeah. and from work on the bus, yeah, that so would take a while. So now that I'm retired, retired, I am making more time for reading, and I'm finding I really enjoy it. That's good to dive into like a story like this because I mean, as much planning as it takes to do a story like that, like so many worlds, so many continents, but then tying in characters from one book to be major characters in the next book and so on. And even the civilizations battling and those backstories, like that that seems like the perfect kind of world for a fantasy lover to dive back into. Yeah. That's good. It really is. I would highly recommend it. And Erickson's writing is poetry. I mean it's just it's so perfectly constructed that you can see that he's given great thought to every passage, but yet mm. it flows. It's it's kind of like people look at Shakespeare and go, how in the world can you write a complex story like that in iambic pentameter? But he did. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same kind of writing with Erickson. I mean, it just, it seems like it just flows magically from his pen, and it's mm. very engrossing. So I'm starting to feel a little... <laughs> Are you having a bookasm over there? (laughs) Bookasm. It's that moment right there. Blue ice comes crashing through the ceiling. (laughs) Smacking Martha. Okay, so what does it have a name for for the whole series? Like some of them do, or Um, the whole series? It's a um, it's. These are tales from a series that's called the Malazan Book of the Fallen. Oh, and okay. Awesome. And the, I actually, when we were, um, right before the podcast, we stopped over at Half Price Books and I actually bought the first one in the series so that I could go there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it's called Gardens of the Moon. Yes. Gardens of the Moon. Stephen Erickson. So. And, uh, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, I, I really predict that you will be as hooked as I am. I have I know, no doubt. I know how your mind works. 
Jim and I, like I said, we've been friends for so very long. The fact that, in fact, we, um, I, I've mentioned before that I play Dungeons and Dragons, have for years. Yes. Mm-hmm. But with the same group of people. Uh, we've been playing, I think I started with a group in 1992. Wow. I was two. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. But m- most of our group, actually, we spend most of the time eating and and throwing puns at one another and those sorts of things. And over the years, as people have moved on, Jim was the first. He moved to Denver. And then I moved down to Houston. Well, when that happened, of course, I was devastated that I couldn't be a part of the group anymore. So we started doing it so that I could listen in. This was before Skype. Mm-hmm. I could listen in the audio and type my responses to them on the other end. And then when Skype came around, yay, yay, Skype, Jim Skypes in from Denver and I Skype in from Oklahoma City back to Casper, Wyoming, where the rest of the group lives. Yeah, That works out perfect. It does. Technology. Yeah. And Martha and I get a chance to visit with each other. Occasionally, they'll turn the two laptops that they're using so that we can see each other. <laughs> so <guys> talk. Hi, Jim! <laughs> it's really true. I know it sounds yeah. really odd, but it's the true. The gang's yeah. all here. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, we sound like total dorks uh, now. Yeah, we are dorks, but it's yeah, okay. we are. You guys sound you, like dorks. You guys sound like bookworms. Yeah. 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 Bodacious ones. Bodacious bookworms, in fact. Extremely. Okay. Now, before we get too much further, I need to do my book. Because, yes, yes, I did read one. I read several. You always read several. I do. Quit making us feel like... I'm sorry. I I was taking years to read Stupid as Angel. Dude, it's okay. (laughs) We're just pleased that you did read. Oh, I totally did. Um, What I decided to read this week was actually a, a classic in the eyes of science fiction fans everywhere, which was originally called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick. Hmm. But you might know it as Blade Runner. Oh. Because okay. that is the movie on which the book, or the book is based on that. The movie, the movie is, based is based on, on that, that book. book. That'd, say, that'd, be, that'd be an interesting transition going yes. from a Sorry, movie I'm to a book. having issues here. Uh, so... I had read, I had watched the movie multiple, multiple, multiple times, but never really read the book for some reason. So checked it out from the library, and the first thing I noticed was, and I guess when you're watching a movie, you don't always get all the little idiosyncrasies of the movie. You, some things you might not really notice, but the thing I noticed immediately was how important animals are to these people. Because the world has been wiped out by some nuclear catastrophe and all the animals die, except for just a few. So to own an animal is their greatest wish. Huh. So he talks about the main character, who's Harrison Ford's character, in the beginning of the book is talking about this beloved sheep that he had owned that died from tetanus. From bailing wire and how sad he is about having lost the sheep and how sad he is that now the only thing he can afford to own is an electric sheep, Hmm. which of course does not hold as much status as a live sheep might. No, but I heard they're a lot better for the environment too. Yeah. Well. No idea. So anyway, I I mean, I can't imagine my greatest wish is wanting to own a sheep, but because they smell. 
Oh, to each I've, their own, I guess. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I've never owned a sheep. I could try to keep she, it alive. I'm sorry, I mean, we had sheep when I was young, and they are disgusting. But All that's right. completely beside the point. Um, so his, so here's this bounty hunter, right? Who who's going to be killing androids who've who've, who've come through from Mars and are in infiltrating the human race and acting just like us. And the only way that they can be detected is by their lack of empathy. Hmm. Right? So here's this ultra uh, advanced society in 2020, by the way, which is another interesting little twist. Mm. So that's only four years, three years from now. Um, And these androids are so highly advanced. And yet... His greatest wish. You know, he's got this this uh, book that he keeps in his pocket, which is a guide to how much animals go for. And he's oh. constantly thumbing through this, wondering what he can afford, you know, because he wants to purchase something. So there for a while, he's looking at ostriches. <laughs> oh, man. And what it would be like to own an ostrich. And then another part of the book, uh, uh, one of the characters catches a live spider. And it's just the idea that, oh, my gosh, how many of these actually exist? You know, it's interesting to look at the priorities people have and what they value. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I just never got that when I was watching the movie. Did any of you see that movie? I, I saw the movie. It was a while ago. Did but you I, get yeah, any of that from, from mm-hmm. that? It was, no. there was that part of it. I, and I said something to Ron, my husband, I, I mentioned that he said, Oh yeah, there was a part in it where they talk about there being no animals because remember the fake snake, that the woman has. See, but they didn't dwell on it. No, so much. they didn't. They didn't. And I totally miss. I mean, I guess I, I remember that, but it just being such a huge part of the main character's life, and they completely left it out in the movie. That w- that's interesting, because that's the kind of thing. It's it seems weird. Like I could never imagine seeing a spider and flipping out in the good way. Like, oh my goodness, we've got to keep this, We've've and I could it. sell this for hundreds of dollars because someone will want it. Man. And of course, one of the androids uh, does something horrible to it, but that's you know part of the story. Um, so he kills androids so that he can get enough money so that he can buy a sheep. A sheep actually he buys a goat. A goat. Hmm. But you know, maybe he's moved on from sheep. I don't know. Hmm. I've heard that happens a lot. Yeah, goats are much sexier. Yeah, they're sexier. <laughs> They're sexier than sheep. They they have more of a sleek figure. Yeah. You know, with they're sheep you have all that you have all that hair to contend with and, and their posture too. You ever seen a goat just stand ahead? <laughs> I am a goat. <laughs> and you got a sheep's like ah, they're just sitting there like kind of dumbfounded yeah. at the goats world. Goats do scream too, so maybe that's Well, a goats human are a lot smarter. So if you want an intellectual animal, you get a goat. Yeah. And even then if you want to go that route to seal the deal on the goat, uh kids nowadays, and I say kids, people Kids, younger than me. Kids, no, goat, kid, kid, people, goat. Billies, uh, no, but kids, people younger than me, you know, millennials, they have this new phrase and they, the top status of any like section of like a person, like any, like let's say Kanye West, take Kanye West. So okay. many people love Kanye West. They consider Kanye West what's called a goat, which stands for the greatest of all time. Yes. Goat. I had not heard that. The goat. So goats are better. So go- goats are better. Mm-hmm. I love the way you tied that in. Thank you. Um, I tried. And I learned something new at the same time. <laughs> I'm educational, too. 
<laughs> so, bottom line is, should you read Blade Runner? And it will be in the library under Blade Runner. And I did not know this, and that is why I kept lo- looking in the library for Android's Dream of Electric Sheep, and damn, that was hard to find. And the reason why is, is be- because it's under Blade Runner. And when you went in and you asked people about it, they looked at you like you were like, speaking another language. But get, get this, do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep? Now it all makes sense. Hmm. Because he's dreaming of a sheep all the time, of owning a sheep. But do androids dream of electric sheep? No, they dream of goats. That's why he got Right. Greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Greatest of all time. All right. (laughs) So Philip K. Dick is the uh, author of that lovely science fiction gem. And see, you know, I've never watched Blade Runner. I've never read the book, obviously. And I thought it was a totally different kind of book than that. Movie no, yeah. When you when you see the movie and you hear people talk about it, and people reference the movie all the time, you never imagine that there's like anything about sheep. Or well, there isn't anything about sheep in the movie, and oh, that's that's, okay. that's bothersome, especially for this being this long of a conversation about the sheep. It obviously well, it was a big such role. a huge part of his life. I mean, he it, it's it's central to the character, to the main character, but it's not very sexy, which is why they took it out when they made the movie. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not crazy. Which is the movie why they isn't. changed the name because if you put the name in there, it, you have to put you have about to talk sheep. about the sheep. And they're like, "Ah, oh, sheep aren't very sexy. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Take the sheep out. Get rid of the sheep. <laughs> well, sheep. Get that animal wrangler in here. Get rid of that smelly pizza. Yeah, sheep. See, so there you go. Mm. That's why they took it out. They recreated the storyline. Exactly. There you go. And they do that very often. Yes, they do. And that is why. When you read the book, you find such a rich experience in something you thought you knew. Hmm. So that's why I recommend it, because it was a very interesting, after I'd seen that movie hundreds of times, well, maybe not hundreds, but many, many times, love that movie, love it. Watch it voluntarily when it's on television, or sometimes I even look it up on Netflix. I love that movie. Now I'm going to have to watch it again. Is it on Netflix? Uh, I think so. I did pull it up on Netflix one day. See, I don't know if it's still on there, but it was on there. So you see, (laughs) now we have a whole different perspective after having read the book where the story Now when I go watch it, I'm going to be yelling at the TV the whole time, where the hell are the sheep? Now wait a minute, though. (laughs) Are we supposed to be pushing Netflix on this podcast oh, about we talk reading. about everything on no, here. No, I'm just saying, you we're know, just we're like, talking about reading. Yes, but there's a reason. Why? Because Comparison. Because television and movies are such a huge part of society. Yeah. Doing a comparison is vital. Because mm-hmm. people say, well, if I can watch it on Netflix, why the hell should I read yeah, the book? Exactly. This because is the if you yep. watch it, there are no sheep involved. And yeah. you've got to have those sheep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The original title says it all. Do androids dream of electric sheep? I think Uh. they do. I think they do. I think they do. I'm telling you guys, it's the goats. I may not sleep tonight. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, I may dream of electric sheep this evening. (laughs) Right before I go out and drink with all the goats. That's a screaming goat for you. In case you I know. Know. I usually imagine Taylor Swift. I had my music tongue videos. out when I did that scream, just like a goat would. Just like, and the eyes still deadpan. Just <laughs> seriously, it looks like fainting. A... Fainting goats are the best, though. Oh yeah, you got to look goats. those up on watch the YouTube. Oh, I've seen I've seen the YouTubes of the uh, yeah. The fainting All right, goats. Well, I guess we really should wrap this up. All yeah. right, we should. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I don't want to. It has though. been a fun, so much been a fun, fun episode. Yes, I had a good time. Very you fun. Guys, yeah, me too. 
Jim, I love you. I miss you. I miss you too. <laughs> I hate to ruin this moment, but you see the penis to vagina, uh, you know, the ratio. The ratio may have helped this. I don't know. Maybe. You think so? No, I, I definitely think it was the old friend. It was definitely the old, the old friend kind of reconvening. <laughs> and I don't mean old friend. I mean the yeah, old friend. Yeah, you did. As yeah. in, he did. Oh. Lifelong friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. guys, yeah, lifelong friends. Let Selver come out and play. I don't want to. <laughs> See, Jim has Jim has a gift. That some of us have. We, you know, we, we do tend to break into voices at really weird times. No, I don't. think we're odd. Listen, you guys calm down, okay? Just oh, relax. please. <laughs> Selver. What? <laughs> so he does these little um, character voices and stuff, my favorite of which is a gnome named Selver. So Gnomes. Mm-hmm. Man. A very flamboyant little gnome named Selver. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. very when brightly colored clothes. Gnome, I imagine a gnome with like designer purses just walking yeah. around. Well, he sort Hello. of does. He sort of does. He is a very large, his hat is larger than he is and the feather in the hat is larger than the hat. Not going to lie. So, this is exactly what I pictured. And <laughs> the purple exactly satin right. suit. See? Yeah. Nothing but the best. <laughs> See? <laughs> I imagine that on a Keebler commercial. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It it fits. I as you explain it, and I hear that voice. That's the exact voice that should go with it. It is wonderful. Yes, you really are theater, aren't you? He is theater. We are theater. Oh my! All right. So next week is the week that I've been building up to. That we have the author on. Yes, we have the author, Mariana Evans. There you go. Thank you for the drum roll, Jim. Mm -hmm. Mariana Evans, who is in Oklahoma. Um, She is a professor at OU. And she has written seven books. Oh. I read her latest and just sort of went on Facebook and said, do you want to come on the podcast? And she agreed. And then I went back and read some of her other books, too. So very excited about that. So that's I might have to read that one that you... And I bought another one at the the, uh, Half Price Books tonight, too. So very exciting. Well, thank you for joining us, Jim Whiteman from Denver, Colorado, actually from Thornton, Colorado. Yes. And our lovely Mike on the mic from Wild Wake Up on 104.9 HD. You can't see me, but my hand is on my chin, the back of it, with a little smile. With a little wink and there a nod. Go. Oh, yeah. Thanks and two me. of the book girls yes. this evening. But as we do every evening at the very end, we must say the phrase, the magical phrase, the one phrase that means more to us than anything in the world. <gasps> Three book girls. You guys even did a falsetto. I love it. But there's four. Four of us. Oh, yeah, there are four. Okay, let's do it one more time. And that's going to do it for... And that's going to do it for... Four Four Book Girls. Girls!